Two journalists, one question every week. Hello, I'm Nana Majumanasanti, a journalist from Ghana, and I'm here with Kohetsu I'm a journalist from Japan. Welcome to Inside the Media. And today we have a special guest from Zimbabwe. Uh, welcome, Kate Bartlett. Thank you. Thank you for coming. Uh, so Kate has um, extensive experience as a news agency journalist. She has worked in Hong Kong, uh, worked for AFP for two years, and also five years in Cambodia, now working in South Africa. Welcome, Kate. Welcome. Thank you for welcome. having me, guys. Thank yeah. you for coming. Oh, let's get open. Today, we are asking, why are we seeing the same headlines across the world? I want to talk about the news that appears in, you know, all the newspapers in the world. Not the issues about like coronavirus. Coronavirus is obviously a very important issue that everybody needs to know about. US presidential election, very yeah. important that everybody needs to know about. Yes. I'm talking about news that, yeah, it's nice to know, but you don't have to know. It, it, it has nothing to do with your local country. This, this is the issue I want to talk about. Let's say an example, Kobe Bryant. Gigantic loss. Kobe Bryant, the legendary NBA star, is dead tonight. Kobe Bryant and at least three other people were in his private helicopter when the crash happened. Kobe Bryant died in this helicopter crash. Very famous basketball player, uh, American basketball player, mm -hmm. who was killed in a helicopter accident, made a headline everywhere in the world. Is this something that should appear on the, every newspaper in the world? That's my question. Oh, let's kids, you know, handle that. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I just, just want to hear what you think about because I have, I have a perspective, but I want to hear what you think. But okay. let me, let me lay out the issue. I just feel like you know, I call it uh, McDonaldization of the news. You know, wherever you go, where you travel today, in the world, you happen, you go across McDonald's, like Starbucks, or many other, you know, chains. It, it looks like very similar everywhere you go. You know, I personally, if I was traveling, I would love to go to a local coffee shop instead of Starbucks, you know, but um, this is, in my opinion, it is also happening in the news world. Do we all need to know about Kobe Bryant? I think probably not necessarily. Um, so why did it make such headlines? I think there are a few factors. Uh, I think because of the nature of his death in a crash, the, the fact that he was with his young child and things made it, I suppose, horrible to say, but a compelling news story for a lot of people, even if they don't follow the NBA, because like a lot of people don't, right? I don't follow basketball, a lot of British people don't, French people don't, mm -hmm. but I think the specifics around that story uh, kind of made it newsworthy and that's why it got coverage in a lot of places. I, I agree with um, um, what Kate has said, but I also think that, you know, we, I don't follow the NBA, but I'm speaking as a black woman here and I recognize that he was a cultural phenomenon. 
in, yes. in, in that yes. in the black community as well. And when a tragedy happens to a black man as prominent as Kobe is going to ring across the world in other communities that have black people. He's popular, you know, he's huge. Mm. And the world is obsessed with celebrity and newspapers and uh, media outlets give people what they want, right? You know, there's sales, sorry, sex sells, um, celebrity sells, basically celebrity sells. So, you know, usually at the wires, if, there's a car crash or a bus crash or something and it's under 10 people, we don't cover it because it's so common, especially in the developing world. But it's not that it's not important. We probably should be covering it. It just won't get picked up. It won't get read. So it's a sad kind of indictment of the world today and people's interests that they'd rather read about one celebrity death, for example, than a hundred people killed in Syria in one day. I want to break it down a little bit because this issue has a lot of dimensions. Can we talk about the role of the social media? We live in the world in which information circulates instantly because of the social media. And possibly that kind of environment encourage people to consume the same headlines. Do you guys think this is the case? There is a way in which we are connected more than we we used to be because of social media. Yes. So it's we're so it's so easy to on social media to just fall into certain conversations. Well, and I feel like we're so connected that it's just impossible to escape what is happening in America. And yes. I mean, I'm very struck all the time when I meet people from other countries and they don't know anything about my country, for instance, because yeah, like, they manage to 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 escape knowing about us. We can't escape hearing about Trump. Yeah or Brexit or these things, because these do dominate the news yeah. cycle, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's not just a global world. I think it's, you know, a world dominated by a superpower, and that's America. So things like the NBA do kind of get into newspapers in Zimbabwe or Ghana or wherever, just because there's kind of an Americanization of news. Right. Mm-hmm. US soft power is, is only getting bigger. Uh, because of the internet and social media. I agree. I, and I disagree strongly, I, I think. I don't disagree strongly. I I like disagreements. <laughs> I don't say whether it's good or bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I, well, nobody is saying this I is good or bad. Terrible wars, terrible things happening in a lot of the world, but they don't make the headlines anymore. I mean, Syria hardly makes the headlines. Afghanistan hardly does. So I know a lot of foreign correspondents who are risking their lives on the front lines in these foreign countries. They can hardly get their story their story out because it's dominated now by a few countries in the West, the global news cycle. And these countries also, because of where we come from, whatever happens in these countries impacts what happens on yes. the ground where we come from. And so you can't avoid Ignore it. Let me, let me just uh, move on to the issue of financial restraints because this plays a, a big role as well. Um, so today, you know, many journalists are under pressure of producing more stories with less people mm-hmm. and newsroom is getting busier and busier. Mm-hmm. And I hear a lot of journalists complaining that they have to be stuck in the newsroom instead of going out in the field and talking mm-hmm. to yes. people, interviewing people. 
which is very sad, but this is a situation that is happening, isn't it? Do you think this is a part of the problem? Maybe I shouldn't call it, but, but this is a part of the cause of the phenomenon that, that you know, we see the he same headlines all over the world. I, I think, so I would say this, um, we have a thing where we call armchair journalism, that journalists... Sorry, say again? What? Armchair journalists. Like, you're just sitting in your armchair in your newsroom and you're producing... Armchair journalism. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's good, at least you have a farm. Yeah. <laughs> um, My newsroom doesn't have an armchair. Oh, really? That's <laughs> lack of comfort. But, you know... And I think that's because news companies in my country um, lack the financial resources to send as many people out to right. communities, you know, and it's not just sending a journalist, they have to be housed somewhere, you have to pay for transportation and media companies cannot do this. And so, of course, if Kobe Bryant happens and it's what Ghanaians are talking about, we might pick it up. And it might become a conversation because it's easier to do. Okay. I'm lucky, I guess, in that eight years of my life I've been working for international news agencies or what we call wire services. Um, and I think a lot of people who aren't in journalism don't really know how they work. AFP, DPA, mm -hmm. AP, Reuters, Bloomberg. Now, I think what's problematic, I think, is when, it, when you get kind of what's been called journalism, which is where somebody's not on the ground, right? So the, the Reuters guy is in Baghdad, he writes the story, and then the Daily Mail, for instance, slaps their own guy's byline on it from the newsroom in London, changing a few elements and a few words. That, for me, is not on. Um, but that is, again, because of financial restraints and because they can't have their own person there, but they want their own person's byline. So they journalize, they, they churn out I think this, this, the word journalism is a very important term. According to the book Flat Art News by Nick Davis, the British yeah, journalist Nick he Davis, it. Right, he said, in his, in his book, he says the Cardiff University and its team researchers found that 80% of the stories in Britain's quality press were not original and that only 12% of stories were generated by reporters. Well, that explains Brexit. Right. <laughs> and this obviously results in the reduction of quality, accuracy, yeah. and, you know, because uh, it's not a very good journalism. So last report, I want to talk about this news. Last week, there was news that the Bill Gates ordered a $644 million hydrogen-powered super yacht. Oh, yes. I, saw I did it. see that, yeah. Right. I mean, this story was carried by The Guardian, The Sun, The Telegraph, and Fox, and many, many other news outlets. Yeah. But it turned out not to be true, which was called out by a BBC journalist. She called this company who produces this hydrogen super yacht, and they said, you're the first one to call me. Regardless of the fact that this news has been everywhere, so and that's journalism for you. We are not at the wires allowed to do pickups like that, though. Got to do, do, do due diligence. But it is highly stressful then because they want you to be first, but they want you to be right. Everybody remembers if you were wrong. If yeah. you were first and wrong, nobody remembers but if you were first and right. I just, you know I just want to be fair. I just yeah. want to be fair that The Guardian extracted this article. Yeah. Well, 
also PR, people picking up things of Twitter now more and more from their armchair journalist position yeah. and, and taking PR statements and uh, yeah, government statements without ever leaving the office. It's a, it's a huge problem. Right. What yeah. do you mean by that? Well, this is a lot of journalism. You get something in your email box, for example, for me in uh, working in Southern and East Africa, it's often stuff from various UN agencies. You don't have time to kind of look for the other side of the story or, you know, a lot of them I will look at and I, I won't write up at all. So I do pass a lot of the time on, on them. But uh, I think journalists with wires and everywhere else, you get this, it's an easy story. WHO is sending, World Health Organization is sending food aid to such and such a country this much. And you write it pretty much as they've written it. And really, this is the, the antithesis of, of journalists that have rewritten by journalists. There's even a website called journalism.com. So if you copy-paste the article, yeah. it will automatically lead to the original PR statement. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> and often the person doesn't answer or they say in Zimbabwe, well, read the press release. And you're like, yeah, but I'd like to go yeah, deeper on this. No, yeah. sorry, don't have time. Hang up. Yeah, they don't give you any more answer than, than what is written. They think the that's enough. Release, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, they think that's enough because it gives yeah. them space to hide. Because of course. once you pick the press release and you're asking them questions, you're going to pick it apart and they don't want yes. to do that. And let me finish with the where we are heading. Um, do you think this is going to, this trend will continue? Or? I'll leave Kate to tell us where everyone else is headed. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose the trend is likely to continue, I think. Um, if you're going to make me be optimistic, and I'm not usually optimistic, but let's end it on a nice note, yeah. that there is some appetite, especially um, since kind of the rise of right-wing parties in a lot of the Western world, there has been some appetite for deep investigation, special investigation, um, and kind of more long-form reporting uh, and public service media. But, you know, I don't know if that can, it's not really sustainable. Like a lot of people I spoken to in US newsrooms say they kind of rely now on billionaire donors, uh, foundations to keep them afloat, uh, to keep them doing this kind of work. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, whenever we talk about future of the media, you know, it's very easy to, to get pessimistic. But I also want to end with a very cheerful note that, you know, I mentioned about this Bill Gates article that, you know, false news of he bought um, hydrogen yacht. And it spread it everywhere. But um, at the same time, you see a lot of articles or, or, or social media people pointing out this is not true. This is this is false. So it is encouraging sometimes that you know the the age of homogenic monoculture type of reporting makes it easy to call the false reporting. And social media play, plays a very huge role. And, you know, BBC called it out in first, but uh, it was other people who spread it. And now if you Google it, uh, the first news you see is that there's been a report like this, but it's not true. And I think that's very encouraging. Thank you. So uh, thank you for listening. I just want to say one thing uh, quickly mm -hmm. that 
Subscribe and listen to our podcast inside media on wherever you get your podcast. This is what you usually hear on the podcast. But unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, we are not available at wherever you get your <laughs> podcast. We're only available at Spotify and platform called Anchor because we are still waiting for the approval from the Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Acast, and other platforms. So subscribe us on Spotify for now. Okay, so to... next week, what are we going to talk about? I have no idea. It's, we'll decide and we'll let you know, depending on what's happening on the news. Okay. Thank you, Kate. Thank, thank you for you coming, for Kate. Um, until next time, it's me, Nana Majima Nesante. And, and I'm Kohei Tsuji. And special guest? Kate Bartlett. See you next week. Yes, until then. Enjoy. Enjoy. Bye.